Megan's intro dance again. Okay. <laughs> so welcome to Whining with the Witches. I am Brittany and I'm Lauren. And today we are doing the Mother's Day special. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so uh, this one is going to be all about like our experience with our moms growing up and how they feel about our witchy spiritual journeys and maybe a little bit of witchy stuff that they do themselves. So uh, I guess we'll just start off with your mom, Lauren, and we'll just kind of talk about how our moms feel about us being witches or calling ourselves witches. So what about your mom? Um, so my mom, uh, and, and I, I do want to preface that both of us have really good relationships with our moms. Yeah, I think because yeah. not everyone has that. So I think us starting with that is important to like set the tone. Yeah. Um, I don't think we would have a Mother's Day special. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We're going to talk shit now. Yes. Um, my mom has always supported me through life with like all the weird nonsense that I do. Um, so it did take me a while before like I told her or, and I hate using the phrase, but like coming out of the broom closet. Yeah. Uh, but I did eventually tell her and she does support me through that. Um, she goes to like metaphysical shops with me and things like that. Um, I'm sure she genuinely fears for my soul. Um, but <laughs> She just doesn't I, tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but she still respects my decisions. Um, and we very much support each other's religious choices. Yeah. Um, she often prays before she eats. Um, mm -hmm. I don't. But then anytime there's like a full moon and I'm like, okay, I'm going outside. <laughs> you know, she knows what that means. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she's like, okay, have fun. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Yeah. What so, about? Yeah. So with my mom, I think since it's definitely much newer too, if you guys haven't like heard or watched our previous episodes, Lauren has been in, in her or along her witchcraft journey much longer than me. So it's still a new thing for me and my mom, but um, she hasn't, she, <laughs> let me preface with my mom has accepted my weird shit since I was a kid like all of my weird hobbies all of my weird like fascinations I went through a huge cosplaying phase I went through a huge collecting ball jointed dolls phase then I am still sort of in my Lolita phase so these things don't phase my mom <laughs> at all um we're generally just within me and my mom's little bubble we're not a hugely religious family so the whole witchcraft thing was just like for her probably another weird thing that I'm into. <laughs> She's like, okay, here's another one. Um, Crossed out another square on the bingo card. Yeah, you're like the Britney, the Britney shit of weirdness bingo card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it she doesn't care. Um, she's let me do a few tower readings for her, even though she was just like she didn't really take it seriously but she also wasn't like here's my cat by the way oh we have another guest star this is tapello can you say hello she's no. not a very good co-host no. <laughs> but yeah so my mom is she has her own i guess relationship with religion because growing up i used to go to church with my grandma a lot we used to I used to do Sunday school while the adults went to 
like adult church, I guess. <laughs> and um, but we were never like a hugely religious family. In yeah. fact, I'm like, as I've I went through this like phase of being like vehemently anti-religion. Um, I've grown out of that a little bit, but I'm still kind of like that. So um, I'm guessing your mom still like goes to church and does all of that. She doesn't. Um, so growing up, we did go to church um, and I went mm. to Sunday school. We stopped going to church probably when I was maybe around nine or so. And oh, I think it has less. Yeah, I think it has less to do with um, like the act of going to church and that my ADHD was just raging. Yeah. <laughs> that makes um, sense. Yeah. Um, but I also went to a Christian private school up until second grade. Um, and then my grandfather, who we were very close with, he actually like, he wasn't raised super religious. I learned this recently. Um, he transitioned into like oh. devout Southern like Baptist practice. Um, the rest of his family is not religious like that interesting Um, yeah and nobody really knows why or what exactly happened um so very much like my opinions of that like I went to church with my grandfather went to church growing up um so it was always kind of like there yeah Um, and Mm -hmm. my mom is definitely a believer of like you don't have to go to church to have a relationship with God Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that's how my mom is as well. She, um, and my grandma too. So I liked going to church because in down South, all the music was awesome. Yeah. It was so, good. And then we would like eat after. So for me, of course, my tourist ass just enjoyed the food and the music. I was going to say, and I think this is underappreciated post like after church Southern, like, food gatherings like those old ladies know how to cook it's so good throw down it's so good yeah Yeah. like I still remember that mac and cheese you know and that's and so uh I used to go down in Florida so we'd have like fish and of course chicken and everything and then it it, especially if I was there because I mostly there in the summer we'd have like fresh watermelon and fresh melons and I oh so good (laughs) don't remember a lick of the church part only the music dude yeah (laughs) but um so that's interesting because even though I grew up in Philly and you know you grew up in Houston our experience with church is still a lot of that like southern religion so um I'm curious especially with your mom how does, like, does she do any things that are surprisingly, like, witchy? She does. Um, and as I was, like, I did do a little bit of thinking <laughs> before this podcast. <laughs> I know I told you I came unprepared. Um, so growing up, <clears throat> ooh, sorry, um, I had, like, and she still talks about this, and it wasn't until recently that I was, like, oh, no, this was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a crow that was just my friend. Um, he came and like sat at the bus stop with me every morning. This is the most Lauren thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I named him. His name was Emery. Um, and my mom would be like, oh, Emery's there. 
and I would go outside and make like crow calls at this crow. I assume it was the same crow because it came back every day. Um, and my mom like weirdly supported, <laughs> you're like crying. <laughs> and my mom weirdly supported that. Like, that's so funny. And like, you know, it's, it's very much like the TikTok sound, like she's a witch, bro. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah. Um, <laughs> like outside of just me being really weird and her being like, yeah, my daughter talks to crows. Um, very much. And I don't know if other people do this, but like find a penny, pick it up. And for whatever yeah. time you'll have good luck. Mm -hmm. And then over time, that's transitioned to if it's heads up, she takes that as a, a sign from my grandfather. Yeah. And specifically because of like a memory that she had with him. Mm -hmm. And then uh, since his passing, there have been times to where we've gone and like as a family had to do really difficult things. Mm -hmm. um, and we would like return to a spot and then there would be like a penny or a dime. Um, and she very yeah. much always interprets that as him. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. Um, and then cardinals and hummingbirds, she definitely interprets as my grandmother. Those are mm -hmm. my grandmother's favorite birds. Um, and then flowers. Really? All flowers yeah. or specific flowers? No, just certain ones. Um, specifically miniature roses she associates oh. with my grandfather. So like after her and my dad got a divorce mm -hmm. we moved into a rental house and like when spring came there were just miniature roses that started yeah. growing in our yard that like we didn't know were there mm -hmm. uh, and so she started crying <laughs> and very much you know interpreted that as like her dad being there with her yeah um, so yeah she does it a lot and I've pointed it out to her before because um, like I've, I've told her, I was like, you know, there are like Christian witches, you yeah. know, and I'll, I'll stand for them until the day I die. You know, they deserve recognition. Of course. Um, yeah. And so I was explaining that to her. I was like, you know, there are Christian witches. Like if you mm -hmm. want to read about that. <laughs> You're like, hint, hint, hint. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm fine. She was like, I recognize that spirituality and religion are different. Okay. Um, yeah. And some of my other family, like we do the same thing. Like um, my grandpa's brother, who we just call Uncle William, um, he also associates certain flowers with my grandfather. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think if my great, great grandmother did anything. I didn't know her super well, mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure like, I didn't get a chance to do a lot of research on it, but, and I'm actually going to look for like a book on it. Cause I think it's super interesting, but Southern superstitions, yeah, uh, you know, like they have to exist and I'd be super oh, interested yeah. in that kind of realm. If anybody knows anything about that. <laughs> yeah, if you know anything about Southern superstitions and like their intersection with like folk magic and folk yeah. traditions, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because my great, my, okay, people. I have to like go back like the family. So like my- you have to go great, up the tree. Yeah, my great 
great grandmother um, provided a lot of health care in her community. So very much like the healer. And then yeah. her mom also provided um, health care for people within the community and very much people that couldn't access it. Mm -hmm. um, people wouldn't take care of them because of the disease they had. Yeah. And this is like, you know, at the time, super deep rural South. Um, mm -hmm. So very much like, you know, the church lady that's coming right. to heal you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's really cool. You have a lot of like, I feel like witchiness <laughs> in, yeah. your, in your family. Um, it's not as cool as yours because I know we've <laughs> talked about it before. So mine is just assumptions, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mine. So I only know what my mom tells me, but I don't remember anything in particular in reference to like my grandma but my mom has she told me when she was younger she used to have like prophetic dreams and when I was younger I was just like okay and then when I got older I was like oh okay <laughs> so she was like saying how like sometimes she would dream about someone being pregnant or you know um the dream version of that and then yeah. she would uh dream about people having accidents and stuff like that and she said she kind of like i don't know that she's had that since like getting older and i know that's something sometimes if you don't yeah. work it you like use it or lose it kind of thing but then after i got into witchcraft she told me about her aunt gladys who is like her middle namesake and uh she was like i think aunt gladys might have been a witch <laughs> it was just like the weirdest thing to just randomly say and she was like she used to have all of her crystals and crystal jewelry and bracelets up her arms yeah. and she was like i thought she was just a hippie but now i think she might have been a witch <laughs> and she was like she she was telling me some something about how like the way she worded it, it I'm translating how she she actually yeah. said it, but it sounded like Aunt Gladys really tapped into people's energy and like not like empath, but more like understanding how people's energies are and being able to read that and use that and stuff like that. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then also apparently she also had prophetic dreams as well. So I'm like, none of this clicked to you ever until now. That's that's not normal. <laughs> Do you have prophetic dreams? I don't. I had one. It was very interesting because even after my mom told me and then after I got into witchcraft, I don't think that's something that I'm naturally good at. But yeah. I like mostly because I don't remember my dreams very yeah. rarely. It's usually when I'm going through like a phase of binge watching wild TV or movies that I remember those crazy dreams. But this dream actually was pretty recent and I just had a dream that like my mom was sick and I don't remember in the dream what sickness it was but it made yeah. me really uneasy so I called her and I was like hey you know just morning call over coffee and she was like so I'm in the hospital but I'm okay and I was like you know I had a dream about you being sick and being in the hospital 
And then that's how we got started talking about the prophetic dreams. And I was like, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to, you know, like manifest it. Yeah. But but it it definitely made me worried. I was like worried when I was calling her, but I was trying not to freak her out. (laughs) But she was okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't like that big of a deal. It was mildly serious, but she was fine. So that's my story. My one like tap into my mom's and great, great aunts, great aunts, prophetic dreams, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, have you ever had anything like that happen? Um, So I dream a lot. Um, Fun fact, people who have like clinical depression, um, your brains just dream at a higher like statistic. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Um, so I've always like just dreamed a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I've gone through stages to where I was like, I want to document them. And then I'm like, nope, not going to do that. Too much work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do have dream. I don't know if I would consider them like prophetic. I don't know how to say that word. But <laughs> right. dream moments of deja vu. Okay. Um, where I'll dream like something that feels very, very real and specifically one before I had gotten my grad school acceptance, mm-hmm. I had a dream about, here it's develop again. <laughs> um, I had a dream about being in grad school and doing something like really specific with like really specific people. Yeah. And I woke up and I was just like, what in the world? Because like I had no context of like, what it was that was mm-hmm. happening and I was like I like didn't even couldn't even recognize like where I was mm-hmm. uh, and then last month that happened so it was like a very long period of time between yeah. but then like the people were right the action was right um and it was just like one of those like very distinct like wild moments. Um, Interesting. So it's I, almost like you're reliving the dream, but yeah, in real life, like it's actually yeah. happening. And I don't, I don't know because so I've I've talked about this with so many people. I don't know if I'm like, yeah, deja vu's real, um, just because I know like the science behind dreams and memories and how we yeah. create memories and those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but creating persons that I didn't know at the time and yeah. like the critique space we were in that I had never been in before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's probably the one I remember as being like the most wild that I was just like. I guess that is kind of prophetic <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a way. But I know what you mean about deja vu. I should ask my mom too about about that because oh. I... She has like the memory of an elephant. She remembers, she either remembers everything or nothing. nothing. There's no in between. So she will remember like details from like my events in high school to a T. And yeah. I'm like, I don't even, I don't know those people's names. I don't know who you're talking about. So I have to wonder like if she ever experiences like deja vu in that sense. Cause I yeah. know, I know I do. Um, but I, I, so I wonder if maybe that's my, my version of her prophetic dreams. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what I inherited. Cause like, sometimes I'll have like deja vu where it's just like unnervingly, yeah. like, I feel like I was just t- 
transport it back into a moment that I already experienced. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this feels weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember like, this. When when you feel it to that extent too, it's like, is this happening? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's a really wild feeling. To the point where you kind of look around and you're like, okay, everything seems normal, but this feels very weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess... Are there any other fun stories about your mom you want to share? Um, yeah. So there's um, in Dallas, and I'll plug them. The <laughs> oldest witch shop in Dallas is called Labyrinth. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, they're in Lower Greenville. They're great. Oh, that's why we haven't gone. That, that was yeah. really fun. They, they also have weird hours. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of have to go like on a Saturday and it's just not an area that's like, let's go on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, it's run by these, as far as I know, two ladies, I'm sure they have other people working for them. Uh, they rescue the local cats. Aww. And it's in this like 100 year old house. Oh my God. That they've painted purple. I love it. Yeah. Um, one of them is like a very established like herbologist like mm. true mastery of herbs and so she does sell like her solves and stuff and so my mom buys her muscle rub solve in like bulk um because it for like for fibro it's just really the only thing that she's found that helps yeah um but the first time we went I was kind of like I wasn't like, well, let's go. You know, I was like, hey, do you want to go with me? Because <laughs> we were in the area. And she was like, yeah, sure. Um, and then, you know, she asks me to explain all the weird things that are around. Yeah, you know, because it's like phallic candles and everything else that you find in, you know, like Wiccan shops. Yeah. Um, and then she found the muscle rub. So we bought that. And when we checked out, and like I had been there before. And so like I had talked to the lady in passing, but we had never had like a really serious conversation. Mm -hmm. and I've seen the lady interact with like multiple people um, and she had never done this before, but she had like a really specific, like long conversation with my mom about like my mom being this like really beautiful soul oh. and everything. And so um, for me, it was really interesting, like taking my mom into this place and like this lady who I've never seen do this before, like go, which I know that took like her emotional energy to complete that action on top mm -hmm. of that. Um, and I don't know if my mom understands like what happened in it, like in the full extent, yeah. um, but she definitely like walked away, like very much changed from that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think it was that experience that allowed her to like accept it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 oh that's so cool yeah. so shout out oh, to them yeah <laughs> well you'll have to send me the link and i'll put it like in the description or something. yeah 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 um i've never dragged my mom to a metaphysical shop uh mostly because when i moved out here i um it was during covid at first yeah. and then uh me and my really close friend from high school went down to visit some of the shops so i had never been in them before so yeah. i you know i wasn't gonna be like hey mom go to this yeah. shop with me because 
I'm not all made equal. <laughs> exactly. I like yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know what we'd be walking into. So um but that would be curious. I, she would be solidly disinterested, <laughs> I'm sure. I don't think she'd uh care to mm, yeah, because I was gonna say maybe the incense, but she doesn't like smelly things because of her allergies. So yeah. same with candles. She wouldn't care at all about the crystals. So it'd be a very weird visit for her. Yeah. Yeah. Labyrinth is unique in that very much like they're also like creating and producing a lot of the products that they're putting on the shelves, yeah. which is cool. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I could see that, especially if it was a shop that had more, um, more of a section for like bath and body type stuff. Yeah. She'd probably enjoy that because she does like the baths. She likes my salves and stuff like that. So I, if I ever found a shop that kind of had a nice balance of that kind of stuff, I'd probably be able to take her to that and she'd enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but so actually I was thinking back on your relationship with your crow. <laughs> when I was a kid, um, my mom always called me the cat whisperer. So, um, cats just really liked me and I really liked cats and I didn't really think, I still don't think too much of it, but, um, I think back to my grandmom's, like, she was the equivalent of like a barn cat. She was an outdoor yeah. cat that my grandmom fed and got spayed and she lived on the property, but yeah. she, we lived, she lived in the country. So that was a barn cat. Yeah. So apparently semi-feral but she loved me and I loved her and like we would play in the yard and like she'd let me pick her up and pet her and I would anytime I was down there visiting I'd feed her give her fresh water she we just had a ball and a few older cousins came over I was sitting on the step um and she was eating and I was just petting her while she was eating because I just fed her they got out of the car and they froze and they were like, oh my God, it's midnight. <laughs> and they wouldn't move. And they're like, oh my God, what, how are you petting her? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they were like, she attacks our feet every time we walk to the house. And I'm like, who? This cat? <laughs> and they were like terrified. They walked around to the other side oh my of the gosh. house to, to enter. And I'm like, I've never seen her do that. She's never done that to me. And afterwards, like after I got cleaned up and she was done eating, she went off to do her own thing. They were like, she attacks us as soon as we get out of the car. And I was like, oh, I pick her up and carry her around all the time. <laughs> so I always had like weirdly good relationships with cats. It was yeah. it's very odd. And even my childhood cat, um, became like my cat you know <laughs> he was a street cat that i fed and then he never went away and we even like the cat we ran into in canada yes it just like straight rolled over for belly rubs it yeah was like, i don't know you but pet me exactly and i'm like always have those cat moments where like just random cats are like okay you can love me now <laughs> yeah i'm here and um like my childhood cat used to follow me to school. He would, um, I remember he used to like trail behind me and the dog when we'd go for our walks and he would just go on a walk with us. And just when we, um, 
would have to move along. I'd call him and he'd just come trailing along behind us. And I'm like, mm, this is normal. This is cat behavior. Call yeah. <laughs> cat behavior. Yes, this is this is completely normal. <laughs> so I never really thought much of it. Um, but yeah, my my mom always thought it was funny because she was like, Yeah, you're you're a cat whisperer. <laughs> She's a witch, bro. <laughs> yeah, here I am, like, especially as a kid, petting this, like, little... Midnight, obviously, was a black cat. Yeah. Petting this cat who literally hates everybody, and she's letting me pet her while she's eating. Which, you know, some feral cats will literally, like, tear your face off yeah. if you did that. Oh, so, awesome. yeah, I guess I, I didn't put two and two together. But my mom definitely was like, this little weirdo. <laughs> Oh, you're getting cat lovin's. Yeah, there's so much cat fur on my laptop now. Oh yeah, we we still did better than we did the last episode. <laughs> we had uh, Apollo was Gosh. screaming in the background, and then both Newly and Calypso made yeah. an appearance. Yeah, and just for everyone's curiosity, I have three cats. <laughs> this is the last one. There's no more. We've officially seen all of the cats. Yeah, we see. Oh, we haven't seen Luna yet. No, we haven't, have we? Yeah. Did we actually see Apollo? Did I pull him up on screen? I think you did. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. he was he was circling me like a shark. Shark. Yeah. Um, but I think Luna. Luna's usually good around this time. It, it, yeah, it's she'll make the, an appearance one day. One day, one day she's gonna get fed up and she's gonna be like, um, I'm tired of not being on camera. <laughs> Thank you I know it's like, get me from my good side. Yeah. But so, um, is there anything else that you want to say about your mom before we end today's episode? Uh, no, just that I love her very much and she's amazing, and yours <laughs> is too. <laughs> I know, I, I can't wait for all the moms to get together. So, just before we end, everybody knows. Lauren's mom has actually come to Christmas with me and my mom and Kim, she came over our house. So we have two of the three moms that we've been wanting to get together. We have to get the third one in and then the stars will align and yeah. we literally have two trifectas happening. Yeah. <laughs> my mom got trashed. It was a great time. Oh yeah. She got super chocolate wasted. Wasted. <laughs> Which is my um, fancy way of saying white girl wasted, but yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny. Drunk moms are hilarious. They are the best. So yeah. I guess um, for me, I would just say happy Mother's Day to my mom, to your mom, and all of the moms out there. If you're listening in your mom, happy Mother's Day. If you're a fur mom, then still happy Mother's Day. Yeah. And thank you for listening to our stories about our moms. <laughs> <laughs> your closing dance <laughs> well thank you guys for listening if you enjoyed this episode make sure you comment below if you're listening to us and you'd like to send some commentary over you can use our email address and we will see you in the next episode bye, bye.